3: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on vSIN, the sports betting network.
4: On, everybody, welcome into my guys in the desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni hanging out with you for the next hour live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Had a good start to the week yesterday, five and one with our official plays. Let's try to carry that into today, where we have an overloaded taco Tuesday, 13 games on the NHL slate tonight, a full evening of MLB, the NFL draft coming up this weekend, and of course, the NBA playoffs. So, we're gonna talk about it. With some help from my guys, Will Hill of the New York City Castle, join us in just a few minutes. And boy, am I a fan of his Metropolitan's here this April. Chuck Esposito of Stations Casinos and Red Rock Race and Sportsbook, as well as John Leguiza, MLB writer for The Athletic, all going to be here um, throughout the hour. But let's jump right in with the top five things you need to know, news and notes that affect us as betters. And we will start with a recap of last night's NBA action. Number one, shorthanded small and swept by the Celtics bye bye Brooklyn the Celtics clinched their spot in the Eastern Conference semis with a 116-112 win over the Nets last night to take the series in 4KD finally had a breakout performance with 39 points, nine assists, and seven boards, but the newfound assertiveness was not enough to stifle a team effort by Boston. Jason Tatum and his 29 points leading the way. The Celtics will now advance to face the winner of the series between the Bucks and Bulls. Milwaukee currently leading that series three games to one. Number two, while not series deciding, we do have a couple more results from last night. The Toronto Raptors are still alive after a 103 88 Upset win Monday over the 76ers as an 8-point dog. Cash those Joel Embiid unders as well. We gave out on My Guys in rush hour yesterday. 20 points and 11 boards. And now Philly is entering dangerous territory, having dropped back-to-back games after going up three games to none in the first round. Series would be historic if Toronto could somehow claw back into this thing. No team has ever overcome a 3-0 deficit to win any NBA playoff series. Best of seven. Sixers favored by just a point and a half. Total 209 coming up game six on Thursday night. Meanwhile, Dallas made a three-point spread look like it's nothing. An absolute shellacking. 102-77 to over the Utah Jazz to take a 3-2 series lead. Luka Doncic with 33-13-5 and on the night. scoring 19 of his points in the third quarter alone. Same amount as the entire Jazz team. Donovan Mitchell left the game late with a hamstring injury, but the MRI came back negative. Wode reporting the team has optimism he'll be back for game six. The Jazz are getting two and a half back in Seattle. Total 209 and a half for that game. Utah was once a minus 200 favorite in the series, now a plus 380 dog. See what they do with their backs against the wall coming up. Number three, dogs and unders were two and one yesterday. What will happen with the games tonight? The Heat have an opportunity to close out their series with the Hawks, but they'll have to do so without their lead scorer in Jimmy Butler. The team announcing about an hour ago he's out with a right knee inflammation. He also without Kyle Lowry, who's yet to return from left hamstring strain in game three. They quickly moved from a 6.5 favorite down to four over under from 217 and a half down to 215 and a half plenty more on this with Will and Chuck in a bit the Timberwolves are at the Grizzlies with the series split at two Memphis a six-point favorite total 231 and a half 85 percent of the handle on the T-Wolves plus the points but 53 percent laying them with the Grizz this game also seeing the majority of under money as well and then lastly Pelicans at the Suns both looking to take a lead in their series as well Phoenix a six and a half point favorite total 214 and a half but no love for for the favorite without Devin Booker, 89% of the handle on the Pelicans, plus 6.5 majority of tickets also on the over to 15 and a half. More injury news as we go to number four here. Bad news for the Chicago Bulls. The team announced today Zach Levine has entered the NBA's health and safety protocols. With Chicago slated to play game five against Milwaukee tomorrow. There will likely be without their starting backcourt. Alex Caruso already questionable while in concussion protocols. And now Levine likely not being able to play until May 1st. Which would be game seven of the series if it were to go the distance. I personally hope it. Doesn't though, so I can cash my Bucks 4-1 series ticket, but that's just me. Uh, Bulls are a 12-point dog total in that one, 218. And finally, number five is the final week of the NHL regular season and a lot on the line tonight in this 13-game slate. Perhaps the most consequential matchup being the Vegas Golden Knights going head-to-head with the Dallas Stars. Stars opened as a minus 120 betting favorite on the overnight line. Now we see it a pick'em. The Knights are at 90 points and 33 regulation wins. Their magic number is 96, so not only do they need to win out, but they need some help from either Dallas, Nashville, or L.A. Vegas, plus 525 to make the postseason, minus 700 to miss in that same vein. Preds and Flames going head-to-head. Nashville currently has... The best standing to earn that wild card, one of those wild card spots in the West, but they also have the hardest remaining strength of schedule. They're a plus 120 dog hosting Calgary tonight. Now let's welcome in my guy, Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, no better resource for New York-based sports betters. With all these injuries, Will, I just want to check on you real quickly. How are you feeling? No aches and pains? You okay, my man?
5: I'm probable. I'm good to go. Uh, I'm a gamer. It's that time of the year. Let's do it.
4: Love it. Game face. Let's go. And uh, let's do a little reaction time here for you with regards to the Brooklyn Nets. It wasn't long ago. We talked about that lack of faith that you had in this opening round series, but I don't think anybody had them getting swept here. Does it feel to you like the season just kind of finally caught up to them here?
5: Yeah, it does. And I think, you know, if you pick the Nets in the series, obviously you got it wrong and you got swept. But look, even an average performance from Durant, this thing's probably 2-2. I mean, you think about it. Game 1, was it like 9-10 days ago? They're up 3 with 30 seconds to go. They're up 17 in Game 2. Both of those on the road. To not come away with a game. Now, look, Boston was the better team. They're bigger. They're more athletic. I mean, they're so good defensively. They're almost like a football team, the way they just knock people off their spots. That being said, this is uh, an unimpressive showing from the Nets. And Really kind of disappointed. I was looking forward to six or seven games of this. Game one was so good. It had such the potential for just like an instant classic. Really kind of an an overqualified round one matchup where both these teams are are pretty good. I think the Nets. You look, the regular season caught up with them. The fact mm-hmm. that they were a seven seed and had to draw Boston in the first round. This is what happens. You know, Durant was hurt. Kyrie wouldn't get vaccinated. Harden. We know what happened with him, and the season just got away for the Nets here.
4: A four-game sweep, but like you said, the games were still close. Like It felt competitive. It's unfortunate the Nets couldn't at least get away with one. And now the Nets and Lakers, who were two of the preseason favorites to go on to win it all, go winless this postseason. Not a single win between the two of them. It's the first time two Kyrie or KD have been swept in a series. I want you to play odds maker here for me now. What would you set the Nets' opening line at for next year's NBA title? And is Ben Simmons on the court for Game 1 next year?
5: Oh boy. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah. I'll put them like, they will be seven to one, eight to one. Any team with Durant, they're not going to make them too high. And it doesn't benefit them to make them too high because look, it's a one way line. So you can just put it a little bit lower and you're not going to get burned. I'll say plus 800. I'll say eventually Simmons plays. I mean, at some point, the guy's not four years old. At some point you got to get on the basketball <laughs> court. So I'll say he plays. Maybe that's uh plus money, but look, at some point, at some point you got to get on the court and make $34 million this year. You didn't play. It's unbelievable.
4: As sad as it is to say, I feel like that's a bold prediction by you. Hot yeah. take on this Hot Take Tuesday. Now, for Boston, Jason Tatum, as if he wasn't already a, a star, really just broke out, it feels like, this series. Um, as also a team that's the best defense in the NBA, do you think they have the pieces now to be the the last man standing in the East? And how far is the ceiling for this team?
5: I think they could win the title which is crazy to say because this team spent a long time being pretty mediocre from the start of last season till the middle of this season. I think there was like a 43 and 44 stretch. Usually in the NBA you don't see an emergence from as a title team from that kind of mediocrity. You know, NFL we can see big jumps, baseball a good team gets hot like the Braves who has a you know mediocre regular season they can win it all. We don't usually see that in basketball. You know, the Mavs won it kind of out of nowhere like 10 years ago, but other than that it's usually one or two seeds usually dominant teams that being said it's just kind of breaking right for him with booker's injury uh mm-hmm. middleton hurt for the bucks and bead banged up now miami's got lowry and butler hurt uh look it, it's it's looking pretty good for boston it's becoming a war of attrition they're the healthiest team probably the best team they're gonna have home court against the bucks that should be a really good series but well, I, I think you have to like what you see here from Boston.
4: I like that you're already saying it's against the Bucks. Still TBD. Still TBD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Celtics there, for those of you that are watching, saw the numbers, but for our listeners, they're plus 370 behind only the Warriors as the shortest odds to win this year's NBA title now in those adjusted movement. You mentioned already the Jimmy Butler news, so let's talk Hawks he- heat here briefly. A chance for Miami to close out the series today, but you're going to have to do so without a guy that's been averaging 30 and a half points per night for you. What do you make of this game in the line move
5: yeah no butler has lowry officially been declared out i would imagine he's not playing i believe so no lowry no Butler. Yep. i was all over miami i thought atlanta was completely drawing dead here that was a no show on sunday after a gutty win friday uh i think you'd have to look towards atlanta plus the four no butler no Lowry. i know you still got out and you got robinson hero but that this is a pretty even game this really evens the playing field with butler and lowry being out i would lean towards taking the four here believe it or not i was on earlier lombardi line i was like miami lay the points so i'm not going to get involved here i I probably the the injuries scare me away uh boy it, it really has a chance to go seven i would think i don't know what the status is for butler can he play game six but Without him, I'm, I'm sure they can get one of these next three games, but I wouldn't be laying four.
4: Yeah, it's a different deal without that production and who steps up in his absence. I did want to know your opinion on Trey Young's side of this because the guy has been stymied here Awful. through these early games. Held it just nine points and turned it over five times in the last matchup. Defensively, how much has Miami held a clamp down on him and why hasn't he been able to get over the hump it seems?
5: Yeah, a complete no-show. It's a good point by you. Everyone's beating up on Durant, and rightfully so. What Young did Sunday was just non-competitive. He wasn't shooting. He was turning the ball over. They hunt him on defense relentlessly. He's a terrible defensive player. And this is a guy who who wants to be in the conversation. You know, one of the best players in the league. He certainly carries himself that way. If you're going to carry yourself that way, you can't come out and play like you did uh, on Sunday. I would expect him to maybe play a little better tonight. Uh, Yeah, Like you said, they have just... Really passed him around defensively. P.J. Tucker, 37, 38 years old. Guarding him one-on-one has been impressive. And they've got a lot of athletes on that Miami team. But, uh, you know, certainly Young has to play better for Atlanta to have any chance to win this game.
4: Hopefully not too much better, though, because I do like an under on his points prop tonight. Just saying. What is Uh, it? 26 here at Circa. Not bad. Yeah, so I like. Five
5: and one yesterday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tail you. What am I doing? I mean, you're five and one. Come on.
4: <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. No, uh, Miami's defense, by the way, third best in points allowed per possession in the playoffs. So we'll see how that goes without a couple of their key players on the floor. Uh, Will's going to stick around. So on the other side of the break, we'll continue to preview the night in the NBA. Also, as if a 13 and five start wasn't good enough for the Mets, some positive news for one of their stars. Stay with us right here on Visa the Sports Betting Network.
2: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
3: wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony
3: on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams. Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of Cast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. We're so lucky right now to be joined on the program with Will Hill, host of the New York CityCast, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. And, Will, we just wrapped up talking about the Hawks' heat game and Jimmy Butler's absence. Now let's turn our attention to the feed- Phoenix Suns Pelicans match up another star unavailable to close out this series in Devin Booker and I did not expect the Suns to struggle as mightily as they have without him the Pelicans seem to be a little bit of a trendy dog here tonight in game five what do you think
5: yeah I could see why and I, I should have mentioned on that heat game Max Strews has played really well in the two games no Butler no Lowry I think he's got 27 and 21 he's over under his 14 and a half so that might be a little mm. bonus prop for you to play yeah. on the heat game Uh, Pelican Suns, I like the Pelicans. They've been feisty. They've won two out of three since the Booker injury. The Suns team has really struggled to shoot. They struggled defensively. And New Orleans is good. I mean, they started 3-16, and and, and they really regrouped. You know, they add McCollum. Uh, They have a lot of length perimeter defensively uh, wise in terms of Ingram. And Herb Jones is just really fun to watch. So is Alvarado, who's just a pest defensively, really driving Chris Paul nuts. To me, there's not that much of a difference between these two teams. I would lean with the Pelicans. I see they're getting a lot of the money, which is always kind of dangerous. But to me, this is going to be a really good series the rest of the way. I would think the Suns find a way to win tonight and win the series, I would think. But I, I would have a hard time laying the six and a half here. I like New Orleans.
4: They are The Suns are still a big minus 275 favorite on the series, but if you want to take a flyer out on New Orleans, think they hold this thing down plus 230 um, remaining. Let's also move ahead to the other game tonight. Timberwolves-Grizzlies, a crucial game five in Memphis with the series also tied at two. Grizz favored by six, total in this one, 233.5. The T-Wolves blew a 26-point lead in game three, bounced back for the one-point win. How do you see this one playing out?
5: Uh, Mino Hassan, who used to work for ESPN, he used to be a uh, NBA executive. He made the analogy, which I thought was pretty funny. It's like a young couple having, it's called a physical relationship where there's a lot of enthusiasm. There's uh, a lot of uh, physicality, but these teams don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) And there's a lot of that with this series where there's a lot of enthusiasm, but it's just, this series is almost kind of drunk where you know they're blowing big leads. There's a lot of fouls. It's just kind of a mess. It's been fun. There's been a lot of swings in terms of you know, look a 32 to nine quarter the other night with Memphis and Minnesota. Uh, I think it was in game three where it looked like Minnesota was gonna run away with that game and maybe win the series. Uh, I can't lay six. I think this game, this series is closer than the line would indicate. You know, I thought that going in with Memphis was like a minus three fifty favorite, seven and a half point favorite in game one. I just don't think there's that much that separates these teams. And Morant hasn't looked great. Morant hasn't looked healthy. Uh, he has not played well, and if you're not going to mm-hmm. get an A plus, you know, 100 percent, John Morant. Uh, Minnesota's got a real chance to win this series. Again, I would probably lean towards Memphis just because they've got the seventh game at home. But I do think this is going seven. I like Minnesota plus the points tonight. I think these teams are pretty close.
4: Yeah, and it's a heavy money line price again tonight for Memphis minus 255 or minus 300 is the series price as well. Uh, Bucks Bulls. Milwaukee gave away a game in Game Two, but has since dominated in back-to-back games in Chicago on their home court. Now you hear Zach Levine is in health and safety protocols. Would it take nothing short of a miracle at this point for Chicago to come, come out and make this a series again?
5: Yeah, a miracle would be the the perfect word for it. I would say anything, you know, barring an injury to Giannis, which look the way the playoffs have gone, who knows? But uh, yeah, this is going to be the box. I would expect them to finish this tomorrow night. Uh, these games in Chicago have been ugly. Milwaukee kind of woke up. Like you mentioned, uh, the Bulls stole game Two. Even game one, after a quick start from Milwaukee, the Bulls rallied back and had like a five-point lead end of the third quarter. Uh, the Bucks are just a much more talented team. The Bulls have no an- answer whatsoever for Giannis. I would expect the, the Bucks to win this game and, and win it pretty comfortably tomorrow and, again, should set up a great second round. If we get bucks celtic second round and then uh, you know Sixers-Heat, which, look, I don't know at this point if we're getting it the way the Sixers have played, that's a hell of a second round mm-hmm. now. Injuries could hurt that if Embiid's not 100%. Lowry, who knows now with Butler, but that, at least on paper, that's a hell of a second round for the NBA.
4: No doubt. Uh, Nuggets, Warriors, the Denver Nuggets finally got away with one, but the Warriors have largely felt like they were overmatching Denver throughout the course of the series up until this point. They have an opportunity to seal a series win at home. Um, they're obviously the NBA title favorites. Then you've got the Mavericks Jazz Series that's been Something else. And you see Utah being held to just 77 points yesterday in the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert saga, either one of those series that interests you more than the other.
5: I would expect Dallas to win it either tomorrow, probably tomorrow is, or is that game on, uh, on Thursday? I think it ends in six. I think mm-hmm. Utah's completely shot. If Mitchell plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Hamstrings are tricky. You know, you can't leave a game with a hamstring injury, then be fine a day or two later. Uh, Dallas has really been the better team. That series should be over. I mean, Dallas was up four with what a minute left the other day. Let the game get away, and so now it's three-two instead of over. But to me, Dallas is much better. Dallas could come out of the West with Luka. The way they're defending, Dallas is really dangerous. Uh, Utah's got all sorts, all sorts of issues, so I don't expect Dallas to win that game. And hey, if you get New Orleans or you get a, a Suns team without Booker. There's no reason Luka can't be in a a finals or a conference finals here.
4: Yeah, I love that thought process. The Mavericks two and a half point favorites going into Thursday night's game. Let's talk some baseball because I got to tell you, Will... I feel like maybe I should just stop betting other teams and just bet on the Mets because they have been a cash cow time in and time out. And now they're getting some really good news, it seems like, with Jake DeGrom. Um, He's going to start his progression to return, an MRI revealing considerable considerable healing on the stress reaction to his right scapula. How big of a development is that for New York?
5: Yeah, it's huge. It's funny. They really haven't missed them. They've played Mm -hmm. great. Scherzer's been unbelievable. Uh, That being said, you know, it's good news. For DeGrom, it, it's a, a step in the right direction, but it's still three weeks till his next MRI. He's not able to throw yet. So I think best case scenario, he starts throwing here three weeks a month. Going to have to build him up. I mean, you'll be lucky if you see DeGrom by, I don't know, middle of July, something like that. It's going to be a while, but hey, they're building a nice little cushion in the East. That was a miracle game they won last night. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> oh, they're I did. Down two, <laughs> two nothing in the ninth. Two outs, two strikes, man on first, a routine ground ball. Arenado, who's a great fielder, throws the ball into the stands. He could have just tagged the runner. The runner was right in front of him. Next thing you know, Mets score five runs, win it five to two. If you had the under six and a half or you had the Cardinals plus one and a half, uh, you might need to take a few days off. Those are just some of the worst beats you'll ever see in your life. But the Mets have some magic now. They're playing well. It's a good team.
4: So sad, like I was sitting at dinner with my family and we had the screen out the corner of my eye. I had a two unit play on the Mets yesterday and I'm screaming at the table with two outs and i scoring five runs. Uh, incredible, but like you said, yeah, really bad beat for anybody that got the six and a half. At least if you got the seven, you had a push there. Uh, Mets are in action again tonight at St. Louis against the Cardinals. Um, obviously, the 5-2 win yesterday. Love the result, hoping for a little bit less you know, craziness going into this one, but what do you make of tonight? I, I'm on the Mets again tonight. I feel like I just can't stop.
5: I'm with you. I'm on the Mets again. I think they're a little bit undervalued. seems like every night where they just continue to cash tickets and, and why mess with a good thing? Uh, Bassett, who didn't pitch well against the Giants, figure he bounces back tonight uh, against the Cardinals. Again, this is a Mets team. They got a little magic going. You know, they can mm-hmm. use another bat. They could use another arm at the end of the bullpen. Diaz always makes you nervous. He can be a little erratic, but uh, I'm on the Mets tonight. And you can still get him, I think, plus money to win that division. To me, this team's going to win the division. They're going to get DeGrom back at some point. They're doing fine without him. I, I think that plus 135, plus 140 to win the division, to me, that's a hell of a number.
4: They are 13-5 and five to start the year. 12-6 and six cash and run line tickets and 11-3-4 and four in the first five. So not too shabby yeah. at all. Anything else in Major League Baseball that you like coming up tonight?
5: Yeah, first five under Marlins Nationals. Gray against Alcantara. Uh, Gray's pitched pretty well. You know, had a rough start against the Mets' his first outing. But since then, 10 innings, 10 in the third innings, one run. And Alcantara's been great. I think 19 innings, three or four earned runs. He's pitched really well. And some of his, uh, you know, advanced metrics are really good with, Exit velocity, expected batting average. uh You know he's in the 97th percentile in velocity. He's got great stuff. So I think it's under three and a half. Yeah, there's an under four first five innings. I wish the pitchers were still hitting. I'm still conditioned to expect the pitcher to come up in these nationally games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of miss that. Just as an under better, where you know two out, two on. You see the pitcher stroll up to the plate. It's a good feeling. But I still like the under here, and the unders have done done pretty well here. Baseball. I don't know what they need to do to get some offense back in the game, but it's hard for these teams to hit. It's hard for these teams to score. You just look around baseball. All these batting averages are terrible. 180, 220. There's no offense in the game.
4: Yeah, not ideal. But, I mean, ideal for us if we're cashing on unders, though, so I'm not right. mad at that. Uh, before we let you go, got about 45 seconds here with you. Any action for the NFL draft coming up on Thursday?
5: Yeah, I played cross under seven and a half. You know, it's a weird draft. Usually by now we know the first pick, and if we know. know the first pick, we can kind of figure out the second pick. Not having that locked quarterback, whether it's Lawrence or whoever at number one, uh, it, it's a different draft. Plus, all these teams have multiple picks. So it's a little harder. I th- I would say this. It, it makes for some potential opportunities to hit long shot bets. There's less certainty. But with less certainty, maybe you can just you know cash some longer tickets. I think Thursday night, Friday, you wake up and say, wow, I can't believe this guy went there. I think we're going to have some curveballs here because nobody seems to know who's going where. It looks like Walker's probably going first. After that, it's pretty much anybody's guess. Every minute or two, you know, you you feel like you see a different combination, different order for the first five picks.
4: There isn't a consensus anything. It's crazy. Thank you so much, Will. Appreciate the time.
5: Stormy B, you're the best. Appreciate you're
4: the it. best. That's Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. Go to beeson.com slash podcast. You get all of them, as well as My Guys in the Desert. Remember, we're doing mini pods once a week as well. Tweet us your questions at Storm Bon or at Bills in Me Pocket. More My Guys on the other side.
3: to my guys of the desert with stormy bonantoni on vsin the sports betting network
4: This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zyn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh new way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zyn Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties. They also come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zyn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zyncom find to locate a store near you. That's slash find. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rolling along here on My Guys in the Desert store, we buy- and tony with you live from circus sportsbook and it is time for hot takes tuesday my wonderful producer stephanie kamershack provides me with a couple of takes and i determine the level of heat that's coming off of them first one that she's got for us here the maple leafs will end their stanley cup drought and win nine to one odds right now for them to do so and obviously this is so hot because of the history the Leafs have not made it to a stanley cup appearance since the 60s. A Canadian team even hasn't won the thing since the 90s. And every year it feels like it's the year for the Leafs. And then they're out in the first round. They have not gotten out of the first round since 2004. They have to face the Lightning in round one, which is no easy task. This is a hot, this is a hot take. But I really like this Maple Leafs team and I really like Austin Matthews. I think they beat the Lightning in the first round and they I don't think it's a bad bet. I like it. 9-1. to one, Just roll with it. Also, plus 450 to win the Eastern Conference. Moving on. The Jaguars, she says, will trade the number one pick. And we actually talked about this. I'm surprised that there's not a prop out there, um, whether it's number of trades, the Jaguars to trade away the top pick. We don't see it. Um, I also don't see someone offering enough for the Jags to trade out of that spot. So get your guy and on to the next. Last one here from Steph. The Raptors will advance plus the, past the 76ers, plus 550. This take could either be the hottest or the coldest, depending on the way that you want to look at it. The hottest, obviously, because no team in NBA Finals, I mean, in NBA Playoff history, has come back from down 3-0 in a best of seven to win, but also maybe a little bit cold because maybe this Joel Embiid finger thing is real. The Raptors, even with their injuries, have been feisty. One, you can't let your guard down around. They were an extremely trendy pick before the series started. I could see this thing going seven, and based on last night's performance, why not do a small play on plus 550, just saying. Time to welcome in Chuck Esposito, director of the Red Rock Race and Sportsbook here in town, oversees all of Stations' casinos. Welcome in, Chuck. Happy to have you on again.
3: Same, uh, same, Stormy. Glad to be on with you. And I heard what you said about the trades, and it's funny, but we're actually looking at putting up a trade index right now uh, to add another component to our draft props.
4: No way. That is awesome. How has the handle been so far, by the way, with regards to your guys' draft props?
3: It's been phenomenal. I mean, we've had, a, you know, we've got about six or seven different pages of, of props up. You know, the props aren't something that he, we historically do good with on our side of the counter. Um, it's not something that's actually decided on the field of play. It, it's mocks, it's reading the tea leaves, reading between the lines, smoke screens, uh, Twitter. Um, but with the draft being in Vegas, we love putting so many props up right now, and the guests are having some fun with a lot of these.
4: No, it's great, and, and you guys are one of the local books in town that's had these numbers up for a little bit longer than others. Why did you get ahead of it the way that you did?
3: I think because of the hype surrounding it. Um, we knew that, you know, in Nashville a few years ago, they had over six hundred thousand people attend the draft, and they were projecting that this was going to be over a million people here in Vegas. This is going to be the NFL's biggest draft party ever. Why not capitalize on that? We've got a huge draft party here Thursday night for the first round of the draft where we're giving away draft caps and staycations and a lot of other cool stuff with with ex-coach Mike Tice and ex-pro bowler Corey Chavis. But we just wanted to put as much stuff we had we could on the board and, and let the guests and the betters have some fun with it. And they sure have, Stormy, especially with who will be the first overall pick.
4: That's awesome. And hey, like Chuck said, if you don't have a place to go watch the draft just yet, head down to the Red Rock Race and Sportsbook. Great party sounds like down there. And let's talk about that first overall pick because we've seen the market dramatically change. Everybody thought for a long time during the season it was going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. Then all of a sudden things change and it is all Aiden Hutchinson all the time. Now it's Trayvon Walker um, who is the favorite here. And it also creates a ripple effect too for who's going to go two, three, and so on. Who's taking the money for you guys as the number one pick?
3: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we had um, uh, we had Walker in the field. We had this up since um, you know, kind of mid-January. He was in the field with Hutchinson, our favorite. So, as you mentioned, we saw a lot of buzz early on on Thibodeau, on Hutchinson, then even the three offensive linemen, um, either Iggy, Neal, or Cross. We saw a lot of money come in on them, but there's been a huge push on uh, on Walker right now. So. Guests that have Walker in our field, and it was, you know, 40 or 50 to 1 at one point. They're definitely smiling. We're rooting for Hutchinson, but that's all the fun of the draft. So, uh, but there's been a big push on the field, which includes uh, Walker right now.
4: Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little NBA postseason. The big news of the day no Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat tonight as they look to close out the series against the Atlanta Hawks. How much did he mean to your guys' line, and where are you seeing the money come in on that game now with him out?
3: Yeah, that dropped for me about three points um, with that occurring. So it was was kind of a big drop. We know that Miami sits in a pretty good spot with a 3-1 lead in the series. We were Heat fans in the last game. We were looking like we were going to be – or I'm sorry, we were Hawks fans in the last game – we were looking like we were going to be Hawks fans again tonight, uh, but that's a huge drop in the line right now. Uh, big impact not having Jimmy Butler,
4: Jimmy Butler, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic for a time now. Zach Levine. Uh, the list goes on and on with all these injuries and with more eyeballs and more um, with more eyeballs on these games than ever with regards to the regu- regular season. Now in the postseason, what's the challenge like as a bookmaker to have to constantly be on your toes and not only adjust these numbers but get the numbers right on your guys' end?
3: Yeah, it's more so than ever before, Stormy. I know we've talked about it in the past that we're in an information era. And uh, the guests on the other side of the counter are just as educated as we are. They're paying attention to this stuff, and and they know what the impact is. And this is the second straight year that we've seen marquee top-name players in the NBA uh, get hurt either right before or during the postseason, which really changed things dramatically. But we've got to be on top of it. We're we're always monitoring social, looking at different websites out there, and then moving things accordingly based on information or action uh, across the counter.
4: And, and not only key players out, now we have a massive team out in the Brooklyn Nets who get swept by the Boston Celtics yesterday, four games to none. Did that end up being a good result or a bad one for you guys in the futures market?
3: Well, I mean, overall, the series itself was a tremendous result for us. We, we were Celtic fans in all four games. Um, regarding the futures, we did have some liability on the Nets. Um, it was funny, but they were one of the favorites you know to win the, the NBA championship, to win the Eastern Conference, yet for a long time during the season, they weren't even a playoff team. It just showed kind of the power of that team when those guys were all healthy. I still love it when they're in because they're such a talented team uh, with, with Kyrie and, and uh, Durant there, but without them, hey, you look at the other teams that are left, and I think you make a real strong case that it's going to be fun in the East with Boston, Philly, um, Miami, and Milwaukee to see who ultimately uh, comes out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah,
4: this first round has been exciting to watch, and the second <coughs> round is just going to be even better. We also have a really big night in the National Hockey League tonight, and, and by the way, fire NHL schedule makers. How do we have 11 games on Sunday, 13 today, and one yesterday, and it's the Blackhawks and Flyers, like very frustrating for your girl here. Um, yep. But look into tonight, obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, playing the Dallas Stars, a game that people have had circled on their calendars for a while. How's it being bet?
3: It's being bet in favor of the Knights. So the Stars opened up this game minus 20. Um The Knights are now a favorite in this game. It's, you know, their backs are against the wall. We, we know what was at stake on Sunday night. Um, they lost that game. They've had four kind of bad losses late in the season, Vancouver, Arizona, you know San Jose, New Jersey, where if they won those games, they'd be in a really good spot right now. They controlled their own destiny. They, they let that game against San Jose get away. But my guess is over the next three games – we're still going to be, from our side of the counter, not the fan side, rooting against the Knights.
4: I may or may not have vented a lot of frustrations here on the program yesterday with the Golden Knights letting up a 4-2 lead to eventually fall in shootout 5-4 to San Jose. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm okay. Moving forward, um, we've also got the Calgary Flames and Nashville Predators going head-to-head, another game that has implications with regard to that Western Conference wildcard race. Um, what have you made of that game tonight?
3: Yeah, I think it's a really competitive matchup when you look at those teams. And, and I think overall, I mean, the Pacific has been so interesting that Calgary has been able to to maintain where they're at right now. Oilers and, and, and Kings have played well. The Oilers, and I heard you talk about a little bit, you know, how much you like Toronto. Um, the, You know, the one thing with Toronto for me is the fact that their style of play isn't always conducive to the postseason. They're a team that's given up. You know, 251 goals. So if you look at all the playoff teams, they play that wide open, open ice style where they score a lot of goals that hasn't really translated to, to Stanley Cup playoff wins of late. They are a really good team. They're going to play Tampa. That's going to be a heck of an early-round series, that's for sure.
4: Yeah, that's far and away their biggest flaw, which is why I love betting me some Maple Leafs overs. But it's going to be a tall task against a (laughs) two-time defending cup champion in the Lightning, no doubt. Um, 30 seconds, so real quickly, just any other game tonight in the NHL that's going to be really heavily bet?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, games that mean something. I think the Islanders just trying to play out the string a little bit against the Caps anytime they could get a win. Uh, Edmonton and Pittsburgh, two teams that are going to make the postseason, uh, just both want to finish strong as well. And then the Blues and the Avalanche, you know, they play in the same division. They might be playing again in the postseason. Abs have kind of stubbed their toe a little bit over the last three games, so I think that's a good game that's drawing a lot of play as well.
4: Thanks so much, Chuck. Enjoy the draft party.
3: All right. Thanks, Stormy.
4: That's Chuck Esposito of the Red Rock Race and Sportsbook. When we come back, I'm going to give out my official plays of the evening and taken by Storm and John Legaza, MLB writer for the Athletics, can stop by and break down the evening slate. Don't go anywhere. This is my guys in the desert.
2: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life,
3: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network.
4: The Veasan betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The Veasan NFL Draft betting guide has mock drafts, analysis for every NFL team, odds, and best bets for the first round. Get the Veasan NFL Draft betting guide today. Just ten dollars when you go to Veasan.com/draft. We're wrapping things up here on my guys in the desert. Stormy Bon and Tony with you at Circus Sportsbook. Time for taken by Stormy. My official plays coming into the evening. Let's start in the NBA. I am rolling with the under 26 points at minus 110 here at Circa on Trey Young's point. I honestly didn't care what the number was. I was taking the under. Heat have done just a masterful job continuing him this series. He's yet to hit 26 at any point so far. Eight points game one, then 25, 24, and nine in game four, shooting a brutal 32.1% from the floor and 20.8% from range. Then in the Suns game tonight, I like the minus three and a half in the first half at minus 110 as well. They have the highest net efficiency in the first half. This postseason of any other team, ideally, Phoenix races out to a hot start. I don't know how they do for the entire game. Obviously, the Pelicans are a trendy dog, but I like them to get things done early. Then in the NHL, I talked about the big slate that we have going on tonight. I'm staying away from the VGK Dallas game from my heart. Um, But one game did jump out to me as a good betting opportunity The Wild and the Coyotes going head-to-head, doing the same game parlay, betting Minnesota money line and the over six and a half here. I liked the over immediately, but if you bet it alone, it's minus 105. And if you pair it with the Wild, who are a huge favorite in here, both previous meetings with the Coyotes have been 5-2 Wild wins. Um, you're getting plus 135 in the parlay. So that's the way I saw it there. The Coyotes have seen seven of their last eight games go over Minnesota, three straight and five of their last six over that posted total as well. And then in the MLB, I've got the over eight and a half runs on the White Sox Royals game, minus 115. It's going to be chilly, I know, but the winds will be blowing out. Two pretty terrible pitchers out there in Dallas Keuchel for the Sox, who got pounded his last start for seven earned runs on 10 hits and zero strikeouts in a single inning. And Daniel Lynch, uh, lefty for the Royals, 5.40 ERA, has given up the long ball, 2.7 home runs per nine with a high fly ball percentage. Talks about a lot of success against lefties as well, so I think the stars align We get the over. I also like the Dodgers on the run line again, and you might as well just copy-paste Dodgers run line. They have 12 wins this year, 12 run line wins, and also Mets money line. I just can't get away from this team, told you earlier, um, but love them for my best bets today. Time to continue our MLB conversation with none other than John Legeza, baseball writer for The Athletic, host of the Corked Stats podcast, talking all things fantasy advice and best bets, one of my favorite guys to chat baseball with. How you doing, John?
6: <laughs> I'm excellent. Much better now, of course. It's my favorite time of week.
4: Love that. You're the man. You always bring the energy, the fun, and the knowledge. I was excited to see you liked the Mets tonight as well. Oh, yeah. What drew you to them today?
6: Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm coming now. I'm starting to get comfortable because we're friends. I'm barking. It's woo, it's, woo, the <laughs> it's the it's Hound. The, it's the Bloodhound gang. Give me the Basset Hound all day. It's that time of year where we're looking for those real Tangible changes that we could sink our teeth into that have also resulted in some success. Bassett gave us just that. We always we've known he was a legitimate starter, maybe buried in Oakland a bit. So we knew we were getting efficiency, we knew we were getting distance. Bassett added three miles an hour to the slider. And look at the subsequent results. 115 X slug, 115, 52% whiff rate on that pitch. This is a A pitcher not really thought of as a strikeout guy. He can get the whiffs with the new slider when he needs to. And I know we got roughed up a little bit last time. No problem. On the trading floor, no problem with that. We wear our bruises proudly. I'm buying the dip on Chris Bassett. I like Jordan Hicks. He's good. But what are we going to get? Maybe two, maybe three innings max. And I think that's where the Mets are going to eat, right in the middle of that Cardinal bullpen. Definitely give me the Mets today. I think that's a misprice. I saw minus 120. I don't think it should be that close.
4: Yeah, that's my thought. With you dead on, exactly. Um, I like New York, and I love their bats. The way that they have been performing so far um, should give them a tough test. Let's kind of go through a few games here on the slate, though. The Mariners, coming off a three-game home sweep of the Royals, won seven of their last eight, have the second-best record in the AL West early. They're a plus 115 dog in Tampa tonight. Is the plus money worth a look, perhaps?
6: Yeah, well, I I hope you like the song I'm singing because I'm going to sing it again for you. Logan Gilbert, again, youngster, right? He had all the shine. We saw a bit of the promise, and now we see the change. Where does three miles an hour on the slider sound familiar? Mm -hmm. He looks like a legit SP. The Tampa offense has been good. I'm not really trying to knock them. They've been good, but it's really been against lefties. They've just been okay against righties, a team, Woba, against 303, just okay. And on the other side, Fleming, who has been better in the past than he's been this year. Something going on with that off-speed stuff. The control's been out of whack, and he's got a plus-five ERA to show it. Give me Seattle. You know me. I I would prefer the five-inning play. I would prefer to even pay a little bit of juice to get the half run. But I like Seattle. I do think they win outright but Tampa bullpen is a strength. I'd really rather not get into that back and forth. We're starting to get to know each other. I don't really want the roller coaster. I'd rather wrap it up. Even if it's a push, I'd rather wrap it up and kind of save that emotional capital as well as my financial capital.
4: I like your style. Uh, Gilbert, by the way, hasn't allowed an earned run in back-to-back outing, so not too shabby in that vein as well. And I gotta give a shout-out to my guy, Ty France of the Mariners, because wow. he is a San Diego State Aztec for life, as am I. Uh, he had a in tremendous weekend. Three for five with a homer two RBI and Sunday's win. Hopefully he keeps it rolling and you can cash that ticket as well. Uh the Chicago Cubs are big underdogs today against Max Fried and the Atlanta Braves. Neither team off to the start they'd like. I know you had a play on this earlier, but changed your mind on it. Why'd you do that?
6: Yeah, well, I was looking to buy the dip, but weather really is a thing. And I know we're in this new environment of suppressed. Offense, one thing that will kind of supersede whatever we think about the ball is 13 to 15 mile an hour gusts blowing right out. Plus, we saw Strowman hiccup just a bit. And again, I'm okay buying the dip. He is a player that I like, and I think he's going to have a fine season, but he's hiccuped a touch. And I don't think I really want to mess with that because the heavy wins are the home runs, and those are the overkillers. That was really the play I was looking for. I really like Max Freed. Wherever he goes out, I think we have a chance of getting the performance we saw last time. But it is kind of hard to pay the extra. But when I see that weather, to answer your question, Mm -hmm. it really is kind of off-putting for me. I'd rather not take my chances with variables I can't control.
4: And I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, but I say it every now and then. Sometimes the bet you don't make is the best bet at times, right?
6: Oh, I know it sounds like a very, very astute article that I just read. Maybe. I can't put my finger on the person hmm. who wrote it. Very handsome, very intelligent. We'll have to look it up afterwards. I'll get back to you when I figure
4: out who it was. You're with John Legaza, hint, hint, uh, MLB writer for the <laughs> Athletic Bear at MLB Moving Average. AVG on Twitter, Um, a team that just took two of three from the Atlanta Braves, the Miami Marlins, Uh, like Atlanta and Chicago, another seven-win team to start the year. Anything you're looking at tonight as they open up a three-game set with the Nationals?
6: Yes, I mean, I was waiting for this Miami offense to come around and just be okay, and that's what we've gotten. And the public is a little bit slow to catch on to bad teams turning the corner. They kind of fall in love with the jerseys, or the inverse of it, right? They fall out of love with the jersey. And Josiah Gray, though I've liked him, he was part of that Scherzer deal. Like He is probably going to be excellent. Right now, he is a career 800 OPS against both lefties and righties with a career six era at home jesus sanchez is awesome right now 432 obp on the year ops over 1100 against righties Gray's had a problem with locating that fastball and those have ended up in the seats not something he had a track record with but right now is right now and for the next nine innings i think it's jesus sanchez greater than sign josiah Gray. And if i could add one more thing to these home run calls, because that's what I was looking for. The Jose the Jesus sanchez home run is, everybody, please, with the dead end home run, make sure you're getting good odds. Stop paying anything worse than 300. Sanchez is at 400. That's really nice. We want to be at 350 or above.
4: Yeah, we want to get that value, and he has been great. Yeah, 18, yeah. 18 hits, two doubles, two triples, three homers, nine runs scored, and nine RBI. So, uh, all while mostly hitting cleanup. So, don't call him a platoon guy anymore. Any other, right. Any other props that you like today?
6: Oh man, uh I probably have a million here. You probably put me on the spot and I forgot. Man, I don't know. I think I think the other thing I spoke to you about was I really like the Giants because I know we were sharing some love for Carlos Radon. Oh maybe yeah. it's not a prop. Could I could I sell you on a on a run line? I will Perhaps. take I think it. That's where I'm going. Man, these giants and that pitching organization, I don't know the I don't I can't really pronounce it because that's part of the joke, but it's like that magic. Car wash in Willy Wonka. Everything that goes into the San Francisco input machine comes out shiny and new. Rodon already looked good. And now, wow, wow, wow. The velo is up. The spin is up. The vertical movement is improved. He looks like the best pitcher in the league. Oakland, those elephants balancing on beach balls. They are a wreck right now. Jeffries, I think, has been really, really lucky as far as batted balls. I think San Francisco runs away with the run line. And one more thing is the F5 is minus 165. The full game is minus 115. So although I love F5, I love money more. So give us the full game run line, minus 115 for the Gigantes today.
4: There we go. And they've won five of their last six covering the run line in each. Don't, don't hate that either. Thank you so much, John, for the time. We won a Thank golden you. ticket with you. Oh! <laughs> there we go, hitting that Willy Wonka. See what? See what <laughs> I did there? Uh, that's John Leguiza, MLB writer for the Athletic. That is a wrap for today's edition of My Guys in the Desert. Same time, same place. Coming up tomorrow on the other side of this break, you'll hear Danny Burke and Rush Hour. And <laughs> good luck with your bets today. Aye, ay. ay.